Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show. Wake up! With your chance to sound off, give your opinion, and tell us your thoughts. It's on. It's now. It's here. It's the Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890. 92.5. KDXU. Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Good morning to you, 909 on KDXU. Thank you for tuning in today, and a special thank you to those of you that were able to stop by the Travel Expo yesterday and say hi to me and uh, just uh, ask me how I'm doing. Really appreciate all the all the friendly faces and everybody that was so kind. Uh, yes, I was pretty sick last month. Uh, no, I'm not 100% yet, but I'm I'm healing. I'm getting better, and, and so it's... Uh, all your concerns, honestly, I really, really appreciate them. And uh, it was great to talk to all of you yesterday at the Travel Expo, free event. So, yeah, we, in fact, uh, there were prizes being given out and stuff. Pretty cool event. Uh, it is Mayor Thursday on the Andy Griffin Show, and I have Enterprise Mayor Brandon Humphreys on the phone line with me right now. Brandon, how are you? Very good this morning. How are you, Andy? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I just I know that uh, you are are a busy man and uh, you've got stuff to do, but you took a few minutes out to come spend some time with us. It's very kind of you. Happy for the opportunity. Uh, for those that don't know much about Enterprise, it's funny. I, I t- I've talked to people, Brandon, who have lived in St. George for a couple of decades, and I'll mention Enterprise, and they'll be like, well, I've, I've never been there. I'm like, really? You've never been to Enterprise? I mean, it's right there, you know? <laughs> and I guess, you know, if, if, you're on, if you're getting on the freeway all the time, it's probably not right there because you guys aren't on the freeway, but uh, not very far away. And, and I have to say, I got to come out for Corn Fest uh, this fall and, uh, I don't know when, I guess it was fall anyway. And, and it was, I had a fun experience. It was great being there. The corn fest is always a fun time of the year. It's in the fall of the year, sometime there in August, about the, somewhere around the 20th of August is usually when we have it. And I don't have the exact date for the corn fest this year, but a lot of folks come up for it. It's a, it's a nice time of the year. The weather's good up here. Then you can get out of the St. George heat and beat the hustle and the bustle and come up and enjoy that time of the year for sure. Yeah, it goes from, uh, you know, you leave here at 105 degrees, you get there, it's like 85. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so, Yeah, we always say it's 15 to 20 degrees cooler during the summer, and it's 50 degrees colder in the winter. <laughs> That's true. Are you guys socked in with snow right now? Not too bad. If you go to Mountain Meadows just south of us, they got a lot more snow than what we did. So between Mountain Meadows and Central got a lot more snow. There's still snow on the ground there. But here on the valley floor in Enterprise, the snow's been melted off for quite a long time now. It's still on the north-facing sides of the mountains. So when you look south towards St. George, all of the all of the mountains are are snow covered on the north side. Mm. I will say this: I really, uh, you know, besides obviously the corn fest was fantastic, had a lot of fun. But uh, the the drive actually between St. George and Enterprise is is beautiful. I mean, if if it's not snow covered, it's it's really a beautiful drive. I have a friend who who uh, works in Enterprise every day and lives in St. George, and so he has to take that drive every day. And he might disagree because he does it every single day. But uh, for me, I, I as I was driving there and back, I was like, man, this is just a gorgeous drive. It's a great place to be. And it, it, a lot of our residents commute to St. George every day as well. So it's, it's, not that, it's not that bad of a commute. I think it's, depending on where you're going in St. George, it's about 40 miles. And when you drive, when you drive north, um, like, like yesterday, for instance, I left St. George down there and drove north. And, and you're looking at the south sides. You can't, you can't hardly see much snow other than just up on top of Pine Valley. The, the road department does a really good job of keeping the roads plowed during the wintertime. 
but when you're going south in the in the morning time, you can definitely see the snow on the south facing on the north facing slopes when you're driving down the road. So it does give you a little bit of chill as long as you turn the heater on in your car, you'll be just fine. <laughs> I have to turn it down after a while, you'll start roasting. But all right, Brandon, you know what we haven't done is uh, really learn much about you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be mayor of Enterprise? But first, personally, your personal life. You married, got kids. I do. My wife and I have been married for, oh, shoot. You know, a, a guy's not supposed to know that day. A <laughs> um, little over 25 years, we okay. have five children. Um, I grew up in Gunlock and mm-hmm. went to Dixie High. I was a graduate of Dixie High. So I'm one of those guys who support Dixie and and uh, so, and was very opposed to the name change of the Dixie State University. So just so that that's clear and on the record. Yeah. Um, grew up in Gunlock, graduated from high school, married a gal from Enterprise, so we moved back to Enterprise after having all five of our children in the outskirts. We moved back to Enterprise about 10 years ago, and and Mayor Bracken was the mayor when we moved here, and he, he had let me know that he was not going to run for a third term or a fourth term. I can't remember which one it was, and I thought I had the time and thought, well, I'll just throw my hat in the ring and see how it goes, and... and um, has, and I have learned a lot in the last four years. It, has it been, uh, I mean, obviously a positive experience. Have there been some things that you wish weren't part of the job? Obviously, that's the way it is anytime you get into a political situation, for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, the last summer last summer was a pretty rough summer for us, as you well know. When I say rough, we had the, we had the fires in the fall, mm-hmm. and or, uh, fires in the summer, and then just after the fires, we had flooding events, so... Last year was a pretty tough year, pretty tough year, but it was a good year, and it, it, uh, gave, the, it gave the residents in the community an opportunity to rally together and help each other out, and that was, that's, that's the positive side of a negative event. I, I, you know, in talking with several of the other mayors, I talk with the mayor every Thursday, and, and it, it's almost like your city becomes one of your kids, and if something happens, if it starts raining really hard or like you mentioned, the fires, stuff starts happening. You get out there and you get you dig in and you, you figure out what you can do to help and, and fix it and make it better. Is that your relationship with Enterprise City now? Uh, it, it's good. It's it's close to that. <laughs> um, it it I, I don't know if it's one of my kids, but it's definitely part of my heart and it's part of the community that we live in. And I and I care for it deeply and I love it deeply. Um, particularly when we go through struggles and, and people are going through challenges. Um, as you well know, this pandemic has been an absolute, it's been a heartbreaker for a lot of, a lot of folks. We've lost a few residents in that regard. We've lost a few residents to tragedy, and, and those are the types of times where your heart aches, but you're, you're also overjoyed with the amount of people that rally together, like I said, to take care of each other, and that's, that's the joys in it. There was, you know, we talked last year, uh, I don't know if we've talked before that, but uh, obviously the, the COVID-19 altered the world's plans for everything, uh, including, uh, of course, Enterprise Utah. Um, I remember way back a couple of years ago, there were people who were saying, oh, there's no virus, this is all made up. And, and then there were people who said, well, there's a virus, but we don't need to worry about it. And then there were people who said, well, there's a virus and it's going to take over the world and kill everybody. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, you can run the gamut of emotions and run the gamut of, of uh, opinions. 
about it. But as you well know, Brandon, as you just mentioned, it's very real and it does kill people. It may not kill the percentage wise what, you know, what some people say it was going to kill, but uh, it's very real and it's very serious. And, and I know as a mayor, that's something that you've you've had to cope with. It is. The, the good thing about that is, 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 as a mayor, my roles and responsibility within the city, obviously I'm concerned with people's health and their, and their lives. Mm-hmm. But my biggest role and responsibility is to keep their freedoms and, and make sure that that's honored and respected as we take the oath of office to uphold and sustain the Constitution of the United States and the Utah State Constitution. But it does, it does hit home really close when you see people who are struggling and and we've we've seen our share of that there is no question that there is a virus that is affecting people different than it was pre pre 2020 and and it it has taken its toll and and we've seen the effects of it right here in our city and and we've done our best to we've done our best to protect everybody that we can from it but but we also uh, believe that people have the freedom to exercise their agency in a way that God gave them the right to do so. What's the what's the medical facilities like in Enterprise? If it's more serious than just you know something relatively minor, you've got to got to ship them to St. George or Cedar. It we we've got a medical clinic that's been here for several years. I want to say twenty five to thirty years. Okay. Um, that that usually has a PA on staff. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a doctor that's there at that medical clinic. It's called the Enterprise Valley Medical Clinic. And just recently, uh, one of the hometown boys that grew up here, he's been working as a medical doctor for IHC for quite a few years. And he he's recently moved back here and opened a clinic. I believe it's been uh, 30 or 60 days ago. And it's right up there on Main Street. And it's it's staffed with a doctor. It's not an overnight facility, but it is a medical it is a medical clinic with a with a doctor on staff. Well, that's good. So things are things are getting better. Uh, I actually years ago, I don't know if you, uh, I guess you probably, well, you were probably a kid there. Maybe uh, uh, Jeff Griffin and his wife lived there. He's actually everybody thought he was my brother. We're actually not related, but uh, Jeff Griffin lived out in Enterprise. In fact, we had two or three years in a row. We went out for the NCA March Madness, the, like the championship game out at Jeff's house in Enterprise. But uh, his wife was, I believe, the PA for a, a while there in in Enterprise. But this would have been back yeah. like in maybe late nineties, perhaps something like that. Yeah, I was probably just out of high school then, and I I don't really want to tell you what I may or may not have been doing at that time <laughs> in my life. Yeah, I, I can understand that. That that makes sense. Uh, Seth has been very patient. Are you okay if we bring Seth in and chat with him for a minute? Absolutely. On the phone line. All right. Seth, are you there with us? I certainly am. And uh, I just... Hold on, Seth. You're distorted. Can you call me right back? We'll get you right on the air. Call me right back, okay? Yeah, sometimes the uh, we use the voice over internet protocol. They call it VoIPO, and sometimes it distorts voices. We I thought we had it out of the system, but it's still there, obviously. But uh, anyway, uh, yes, yeah, Seth lives in Central, and I'm sure he'll be calling to yeah. chat, chat with something to do with living in Central on the way out to Enterprise. Oh, there he is now. All right, Seth, uh, sorry about that. What's on your mind today, Seth? Uh, Mr. Mayor, I want you to know you're the most dynamic uh constitutional person I've ever run across. <laughs> I like it. Had the had the opportunity to spend a spend a little bit of time with Seth last week and uh oh, good experience. Okay. We like Seth. He's a good man. Uh let me uh mention that uh 
your participation in in the fire districts up and down Highway 18 is critical. And you've got infrastructure and you've got your wildland fires, but the um, you're standing up for constitutional freedoms and you're giving the county commissioners uh, headaches because you and I together, um, they're trying to set up situations where we're putting layer upon layer of taxing entities so the county can pretend there's no taxes going on when, in fact, it's really their responsibility and they want to appoint all the directors and pick and choose, and so we don't get represented. And uh, taxation without representation is plain out tyranny. And so I want I want to thank you for that. And I wanted to ask you, how are those silly eggs? <laughs> Seth Seth is a duck farmer, and he's uh, he gave me some eggs when I was down there last week. And if you've never ate a duck egg, Andy, I encourage everybody to try them. <laughs> they are deliciously good, and there's a there's a something unique about them that encourages a person to want to have more. Uh, he actually gave me some a couple of years ago, and uh, they're if you don't know, folks, they're about twice the size of a chicken egg, and uh, so you want to scramble a couple of eggs, it'll feed the whole family. Yes. On top of yep. that, I'm, and they taste really good. I, on top of all that, it turns out that at 80, I'm falling down in a duck pen. I have an entire turnkey business that uh, somebody needs to take advantage, especially in a warmer climb. So um, anybody that would be interested in complete information, startup, and, uh, and I'm going to provide everything I have to the person that gets with me. All right. Very good. All right, Seth. Anything else you want to ask a mayor before I let you go? Yes. Do not stop mentioning the Constitution and your role and your support, because I don't hear mayors saying that. They become engrossed in the system and they never met a tax they didn't like. All right. Thank you, Seth. Appreciate you calling in today. Uh, you know, Brandon, it actually brings up some some interesting points. Um, some people would say that that kind of mentality is is too big a thinking for a small town like Enterprise. I mean, I'm just spitballing, thinking out loud here, but do you have aspirations of running for bigger stuff in the future? That's a very interesting question. <laughs> I... I uh, I, I, I like this small town, and mm-hmm. I like the, the way that our community is operated and how it runs, because we, uh, for the most part, we can keep it. We can keep things the way that, in my opinion, they should be according to government rules and regulations. Anytime you get outside of that, the bigger stuff, it, there, there's so much politics that's involved with it, it becomes a little bit more difficult. But I'm not going to say yes, and I'm not going to say no at this point. We'll okay. put it that way. Very very good. That's, that's fair enough uh, for you to answer that way, since I put you on the spot. Um, you know, a lot of the problems that – well, no, let me go back to the, to the mayor thing and, and, and responsibilities and duties. Um, you know, when you get in a city the size of, say, St. George – uh, the cities start offering some services that a lot of people, especially constitutionalists, will say the city has no business doing that. Uh, you know, things like uh, a recreation center uh, or, or even, you know, a, 
basketball courts or pickleball courts or, or whatever like that. Uh, how much responsibility is there for the mayor and the city to provide things for its citizens? At what point do we do we draw the line? That's a great question, Andy, and it's a question that we get asked quite frequently because, as you well know, um, historically, Enterprise has not had very much in in the in the parks and recs department mm-hmm. up until the time that we build our, our city park that now exists and is open and it's been here for I think we've we've had it for three years now. Um, there's an indoor sports court. We have a, a facility for for the kids to get into, for families to go in and play in outside of the weather. And so just within the recent, you know, the, the recent years, have we actually gotten into that? And, and that is a component of what the needs and the desires of the community are. Mm-hmm. And, and the community wanted, wanted that. And so as, as we adapt to what the community desires to have, we try to facilitate that in the best way possible. But we also have a very financial responsibility to the community to not incur a heavy load with those people who are particularly on fixed incomes and have not the ability to pay for those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, you know, you, you mentioned something for people to get in out of the cold or, or weather or whatever, or something for kids to do, period. I, I mean, you know, if, if we leave our kids to their own devices, uh, you know, th- then we start having to worry about teen pregnancies and about d- drug abuse and, and even uh, uh, crime and theft and, and things like that. Uh, it, it's, it's a tough wa- uh, line to walk, Brandon, it is, okay, we got to have something for the kids to do. But at the same time, we we don't want to spend too much money and and like you said, put a burden on the taxpayer. It seems like seems like it's it's almost a conundrum. So that old adage, it takes a village to raise kids. We we live that here heavily. Mm-hmm. However, the the goal, the roles of the city, I think, have to coincide with the roles of of individuals in that way. So obviously, our our biggest role and responsibility is to provide the essentials of the essentials of living here, which is transportation. We need to have roads that are there. We need to have water. We need to have sewer. We need to have power. Right. Aside of that, you get into the recreational side, and we have a strong recreational side through our city rec program right now. We have a really great leader there. Kobe Drake does a great job. Katie Jones helps him with that. We have a lot of volunteers to help with that. But keeping those kids busy and, and doing something productive is a huge part of what our future looks like, right? If we don't have if we don't have opportunities for those kids to keep out of trouble, obviously they're going to get into trouble, and we recognize that and want to do everything we can to help parents in raising their children. Yeah, we could we could turn a blind eye and go, oh, no, it's not our job to entertain the kids, but the truth of the matter is we've got to find something for them to do, or, uh, you know, like, like we have both said, they're going to find things to do that we won't necessarily like. In fact, both of us probably as teenagers probably did some things our parents would uh, go, uh, you did what? <laughs> so, uh, it, thank, thank goodness there wasn't cell phones with cameras on them back then. We can just tell the stories instead of actually having the proof that we did what we did. Agreed. Agreed. In fact, uh, I tell the story to my kids and uh, kind of ashamedly that, uh, there, I, I was in West Jordan when I was in high school and there was a, a road called old Bingham highway, a 
seldom used road. It was a two-lane highway out seemingly to the middle of nowhere. And that's where all of us would take our cars and go as fast as that car would let us go. And, uh, you know, and, and, and so I had a Dodge Polara and had a 135-mile-per-hour uh, speedometer. I wanted to see if I could get the needle buried. And my kids are like, you did what, Dad? I can't believe you did that. That's against the law. And, well, it was. But you know what? I was, I was 16 or 17 and stupid. And, uh, you know, that's the, way, that's the way life is sometimes. Uh, yeah, we we don't we don't we don't get going that fast up here, but we like to jump those cars across the wash. So <laughs> Center Street is an oiled street that runs across the wash, and there's a big dip in it, and uh, it's a good place to it's a good place to see how high your tires can come up off the ground for sure. And I'm I am quite certain that most people in the community have done that a time or two in their life. Yeah, I don't think I ever got my tires off the ground in my Dodge Polara, but uh, yeah. Uh, we're talking with Brandon Humphreys today from Enterprise City. He's the uh, mayor. Uh, do, do you have, a, is, is Enterprise like most of the cities in Washington County where you have a, what they call the weak mayor and then the city council and, and you only vote if there's ties to be broken? Is, is that how it works there too? It it is. I I, I don't know that I I don't know that I'd say weak. weak I know. Mayor, I know. I, that's a that's a harsh yes, term. Yes, that that's the. <laughs> it's a harsh term, but yes, we do. We have we have five city council members, and and the only time that the mayor votes is if there's a tie. If there's four members here, so one one member would be absent, and there would be a tie, and he would be the tie breaking vote. And I don't recall ever having to vote. Um, in the last four years, I don't recall ever having to vote once. I, I never liked that term myself, weak mayor. I just just that I've heard it used a few times, and I thought I would I would use it to sound really smart, but it, it didn't work. It backfired on me. But uh, Brandon, I'm not calling you weak by any means. Uh, uh, okay, well, what we need to do, we need to get a weather break in. Uh, police car just came zooming by. I don't know if you heard that, but uh, we'll get a weather break in, and we come back. We'll have more with Brandon Humphreys. We'll talk about the future of Enterprise. We'll also talk about the census. Was the census kind to Enterprise City? Brandon, if you'll hang on, we'll be right back, okay? Compelling guests, hot topics, the latest news, always on the Andy Griffin Show. Is there a juicy part in it for me? Right here on News Radio 890, 92.5, KDXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Welcome back to the program. I'm Andy. I have Brandon Humphreys from Enterprise City, the mayor, on today on Mayor Thursday. And just for you, Brandon, I do have the Enterprise forecast. It's currently 22 in Enterprise. Uh, looking for a high today of, uh, let's see, 40 degrees. And uh, by the end of the week, you might be into the 50s. So uh, not bad. Not bad at all. It was 14 when I when I left my house this morning with frost on the windshields. It was 14 degrees, but as soon as the sun comes up, it pretty much burns the frost off and it warms up pretty quick. Pretty nice. Now, I wanted to ask you, Brandon, uh, did the census treat you well? I talked with uh, Donnie Jessup last week uh, from Hilldale, and she said the census... Uh, they they didn't feel like the census treated them well because they had their population actually decreasing by several hundred. How did Enterprise do? Do you have those numbers yet? I do not have those numbers yet. That okay. uh, that'd be a question for my city manager, and I could sure ask him that. But I I can't imagine that it would have decreased us at all because of the rate of growth that we've had over the last five years. I can't imagine that happening. But. I'll get those numbers to you the next time we call in. I'll have those numbers available for you. Yeah, no, no worries there. No worries there. If you really, the eye test is what really matters. If it looks like enterprise is growing, then enterprise is going, and the heck with what the census says anyway, right? Well, we we've got to prepare infrastructure and and uh, emergency response for that. 
as we go. I think last year we had a little over 30 building permits, and in our community that's a huge that's a huge increase um, in a percentage, and I don't know exactly what those percentage of growths are. Um, but we've been we've been steadily increasing on the amount of building permits that we've issued every year for the last five years, at least that I know of. Wow. And it looks like that's going to continue in the future. Enterprise is a, an idyllic place. You know, I grew up in small town America too, uh, down in Texas. And uh, it was you know, when I was a teenager, my family moved me to to the Salt Lake Valley. That was quite a shock for me. And and then, but but I, you know. I often told my wife, I said, I would love to move out somewhere. And she's like, well, do they have a Walmart? And I'm like, no, I don't want, I don't want to live in a place that has a Walmart. I want to live in a place that doesn't need a Walmart yet. That, and, uh, and she pretty much said, well, she's from New Jersey, by the way. Uh, she said, not well, I, you know, if, I, if I can't go do my shopping that day, then you know, pick, I don't want to go there. And so for, for me, Brandon, I love where you live. I would live there in a heartbeat. Uh, but uh, I am not. I don't love it enough to leave my wife over it. So, uh, but but enterprise. <laughs> well, you can go ahead. You can assure you can assure that you we have all of the essentials that you need right here uh, available to you in the stores that are here. So, we have a grocery store that's a small. It's a small uh, grocery store, but they have the majority of the things that you need. Um, they mm-hmm. keep their shelves stocked. They they use hometown people here to take care of that. They have a deli. They have a meat department. They have a produce department. There's also a pharmacy that's inside of our grocery store, and you oh. can let her know that we have a family dollar here as well, and they call that <laughs> the, the mini Walmart of the mini, community. Mini so. Walmart, exactly. <laughs> I love and then it. we also have Bracken's Hardware Store, and Bracken's Hardware Store has a lot of the, a lot of the things that you need for the guy stuff to go fix the house and to, to go hunting and that kind of a thing. Brandon, I appreciate that. I'll tell her and see if we can get it, see if we can get it done. Uh, especially since actually we're, she's pretty close to retirement and, uh, and, uh, I'm not too far away, probably five years or something, but, uh, a lot of, when I have mayors on here in, in, in Washington County, uh, especially obviously in these lower lying areas, the, the number one issue is water. It's water, water, water. We're in a drought. We're, we're in big trouble. We don't have enough water. How are we going to survive all this growth without enough water? Is that the number one issue in enterprise as well? I wouldn't say it's the number one issue. Um, the forefathers that that priored me in this position did a really good job of preparing the city of Enterprise for future growth. We are very strong in the water department right now. However, the water development prop projects that we have to to move forward with in the upcoming years is going to be expensive for us. Hmm. So we've still got a few years left in the plan that we've got in place for the growth that we have, but we will be developing more water. We do own the water rights to develop, but as you well know, there's a, there's a huge cost in infrastructure when you start building water tanks and storage reservoirs and, and infrastructure there. It's going to be expensive for us to do. But as far as the water itself, where we're in the we're in part of the Great Basin, so our water drainage is on the north side. It doesn't it doesn't uh, tap the same water that Washington County on the south side does. Okay, okay. So uh, at least for now, you're in good shape. That's good to hear as far as water is concerned, because it seems like that's all we talk about on Thursdays anymore is water, water, water. And understandably so. I'm not I'm not making light of the situation. Understandably so. As far as uh, drinking water, clean drinking water for your citizens, that's not an issue, though. 
currently it's not. We actually have two springs that that feed our city, and during the winter time, those springs will will most of the time keep up with the usage within the city. We do run a one well about one time a week, um, just to help um, bring the bring the storage tanks up to full capacity. Mm. During the summertime, we run two wells along with our springs that come into the city, and and um, we've we've been able to provide we've been able to provide for the growth of the city and for the current residents a, a great water source that that meets all of the state requirements for drinking water. By the way, folks, I haven't mentioned it during the show yet, but if you want to call and talk to to me or to, to Brandon, call 673-5890. That's a phone number. I also will uh, accept texts. In fact, I have a couple of texts that I need to look at as we're, as we're chatting here, Brandon. Uh, people with questions for Brandon Humphreys from Enterprise City. Uh, Brandon, how, how about the, the uh, public services like police and fire? How's the response time in the, in the city of Enterprise? So fire response and, and ambulance response is really good. I don't know the exact numbers, um, but we have a very strong local um, fire department. It's a volunteer fire department and EMS program. So our ambulance service, uh, we actually have five ambulances that, are, that run out of, the enterprise, out of the enterprise location. One of those is, will be soon stationed in Pine Valley, and we provide ambulance service from Enterprise down the U18 corridor to just south of Brookside. So we cover Pine Valley Central, Brookside for the ambulance service, and then our fire response is just right here in the Enterprise Valley. But we do have interlocal agreements and mutual aid agreements with all of our friends and neighbors around us. What, what about the police service? Law enforcement. Yeah. yeah, law enforcement, we actually contract. Um, I, I can't remember the exact dollar figure, but we, we contract with Washington County Sheriff's Department to provide our law enforcement, and it all depends on where they're at. A lot of times they're close. We have a, we have a resource officer that's through the, through the county that is assigned to our high school, so he's here when, whenever school's in session, he's here, and he will respond really quick if we have an event during the day, and, and then it's just after that, it's just a matter of making the phone call and what their proximity is to get here. I'm thinking crime is not a huge issue, though, in, in the town of Enterprise, right? It it hasn't been in the past, and we hope to keep it that way. Obviously, we have the you know we, on a on a smaller basis, we have similar things that happen. There's there's a you know kid, kids are going to be kids, and there's there's the same things that happen in the big cities, just on a real small scale. But our parents are our parents and our residents are very mindful and and keep a really good eye on what's going on within the community, and, and we try to stay ahead of that the very best we can. One of the things that kind of cracks me up, and you're probably more of a, a, an expert in this area than I am, but uh, if the federal government wants to start a program, they magically come up with some money, they print it or make it up out of thin air, and then they run a program, and even if they don't have the money for it, they'll run it in a deficit, and they'll figure out how to, you know, quote-unquote, pay for it later. Uh in in talking with mayors of local governments, uh, you know, people call in and they say, "Well, you know, you ought to do this, you ought to do that." It, well, I had a real eye opener a, a few weeks ago when we had a, a a public works director on, and he said, "Well, we wanted to do that, but we didn't have the money to do that." And the caller was dumbfounded. What do you mean? I thought the government had all kinds of money. Well, local government is way different than federal government, isn't it, Brandon? 
it is way different. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, we don't have that machine that's in the backyard that we can just say, okay, print us out a couple million dollars to do a project. Yeah. So that puts us in the position to where if we have a big project that we that we need to do, um, obviously the state sometimes has some funding there, and, and most of the time that's done through bonding. And that bond is usually voted upon. Um, I believe that's the requirement to go through. And, and currently we, we have a few bonds that we are paying on for water improvements and sewer improvements that we did several years ago. But uh, we try to stay away from that to the extent that we possibly can. And try to operate as, as most we can in the black. Bottom line is you actually have to balance a budget, a novel idea, right? We do it in our homes. You would think the government would do it too, but they don't, at least not at the federal level. Uh, at the federal level, it is not happening for sure. But yes, we, and, and the, the cities are, the cities meet a, a strict requirement in their audit. So we just actually, we just actually accepted our audit for fiscal year 2020 and 2021 and and it takes the it takes the auditors a substantial amount of time to go through all of the books within the city, and I wish I wish that that would pass on up through to the to the federal government as well because it would help the re- residents who are paying the taxes and paying for that. It would help them to feel a little bit more comfortable with how that money is being spent. Do you feel some frustration sometimes when you say we really need this, and it either the bond didn't pass or you just don't have the money, and so you have to explain to your citizens, well, we we can't afford it. I don't necessarily get frustrated with that because I grew up in that mentality to where if you didn't have it, you didn't get it. Yeah. Um, but there there there's some nice things that you know a swimming pool is one of those things that everybody would like to have a swimming pool cost money period it yeah. you 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 literally cannot operate a swimming pool under a city's direction without supplementing the cost of it you cannot operate it and and make money doing it or and or cover the expense of that pool right. and that's one of those things that you know residents have said why don't we have a pool well that it's it's because of the expense that's there and the only way that we're going to be able to cover that is to raise rates somewhere to cover the cost of that and most people would rather have their rates stay low, and we try to keep them that way the very best we can. There's some big, beautiful, gleaming recreation centers or, or community centers in this county. And, uh, yeah, I was surprised to find I talked to with a friend of mine who works with for around one of those. I don't want to get too specific because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But he said, yeah, it costs us about $2 million a year to run this thing. And I said, well, you, plus, plus you can offset that with the admission. He goes, no, that's after the money that people pay to get in. That's how much we're losing each year to run this joint. And that's a lot of money. And that's, you know, that, like you said, it costs money to run this stuff. That's correct. And it doesn't matter whether it's for an essential need or whether it's for an extracurricular activity. It all costs money to operate, to keep it maintained, to keep the lights on, uh, to keep it cleaned on a daily basis, particularly with the requirements, you know, that we've that we've suggested to have happen with the with the pandemic and stuff going on, it it takes a lot more time and a lot more money than most people understand. Now, speaking of the pandemic, I'm glad you brought that up. I need to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, though, we'll talk about everybody seems to be favorite word lately: pivoting. How has enterprise pivoted? During COVID-19, now especially that we have a new surge, the Omicron surge, and uh, we'll talk with more with uh, Brandon. Brandon, are you okay to hang on a few more minutes? 
You bet. All right. Appreciate that. Uh, let's uh, take a commercial break. We'll start it off by talking about Joe Shoney. Joe Shoney is a loan consultant serving southern Utah. He's been doing that for a while now. Uh, his specialty? taking care of you, customer service. Joe Shoney is with New American Funding, and his idea as a loan officer is to, instead of, you know, sign some papers, we'll talk to you in a few months, here, sign it again uh, in a few months. His idea is to, well, actually involve you in the whole loan process, give you a call, a text, an email, let you know exactly what's going on with your loan. I like it. It's called Customer Service. It's Joe Shoney with New American Funding. His phone number is 435-319-8214. Call and see why he has a perfect score of five stars on Google reviews. It's 435-319-8214. Joe Shoney is NMLS121041. We're interactive on the Andy Griffin Show. Call in, Call in at 673-5890 or text in at 435-467-5842. Let your voice be heard on the Andy Griffin Show. It's Mayor Thursday. Brandon Humphreys from Enterprise City is with me today. Brandon, again, thanks for coming on the program. You're doing a fantastic job, as always. Thank you. We've got... Uh, Oh, about uh, 10 minutes left in the program, and, and obviously everybody's talking about COVID-19. And you're being a constitutionalist. I know uh, you, it almost seems like maybe you're kind of torn a little bit between two decisions to make on how much government should have a role in in helping people not to be as sick or, or helping them get better, but also maintaining people's rights and freedoms. Have you had any conflicts? Have you had any issues with that, Brandon? I think the conflicts exist when we when we allow them to exist, and that if if you understand from my position where my role is, at least that's the way that I understand my role to be is that uh, people are responsible for their for their health and their and their care and concern of their own individual bodies. Um, we're there to provide we're there to provide the essentials and and to make sure that their rights are protected as far as their ability to act as they wish. I don't know that there's a, I don't know that there's necessarily been a conflict there. Um, I, I don't agree with mandates. If people choose to, if people choose to wear masks, for instance, when they go into public, that's strictly up to them. If I choose to go to a place that mandates a mask, if I choose to go there and I want to go there, I'll wear a mask if I want to go there, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to openly protest that because I believe that uh, businesses have the right to do that as well. So, as long as the as long as the choice is left up to the individual on how they want to act, I'm I'm good with however they however they wish to do that. It it feels like to me there has been in in the last few months a, a kind of a pushback by not not only by citizens but by government leaders saying enough is enough. We can't you you can't tell us we've got to do this anymore. We, you know, but it's 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 killing us, uh, not literally perhaps, but figuratively. Uh, I know that you know the legis- state legislature is. I mean, they were trying to do mask mandates in all these places, and and uh, and the state. I guess the counties, even Summit County in Utah County, or maybe Salt Lake County, was doing mask mandates, and the state legislature said, "No, we, we're we're not going to allow you to do that." Do you have any thoughts on all that? What if they came out and said everybody in Washington County has to wear a mask? How how would you react to, to something like uh, that? I, I'm not con- I, I'm not concerned about that at this point, and and I'm going to tell you the reason why. I wouldn't, I'm not even going to go there because our current county commissioners, uh, I feel we have good enough rapport and, and they understand 
their roles as well to where I, I don't feel I don't feel that that would ever happen within Washington County. Mm-hmm. However, there is a there is a that statement of government overreach type of a thing, um, and and we've had we've had this going on long enough to where. You know, we've had several court cases. The the Supreme Court has looked at this and ruled it unconstitutional for some of the places to do that. Ultimately, the people still have the choice and the rights to act for themselves how they wish. And and hindsight's twenty twenty. So once we get once we get past this, we're ten years down the road. We'll be looking back and saying, well, if we would have just done that, it it may have helped there. Um, that's the learning curve that we go through while we're here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and and nobody can see the future. And like you said, uh, 10 years from now, we'll probably go, you know, if we'd all just uh, walked on our hands for a half hour each day, we would have gotten over the Well, whatever it is. I'm being silly, of course, but uh, sure, wh- sure, whatever, sure. whatever it is. And uh, but but, uh, you know, it's hard to hard to know the answer when you're certainly living in the moment. Uh I, I got a text earlier, and I, I actually forgot about it, and, and I'm looking back at it now. And uh, it talks about uh, it's kind of a hard question, Brandon. It talks about what what are some of the big problems in enterprise right now, and and uh, and and then he specifically states things like, are you having trouble with uh, teen pregnancies, with suicide, with drugs? Uh, and, and I, you know, I, I I probably wouldn't have asked those questions directly myself, but somebody texted it in, and I'm I'm curious as to your response. So, so as far as the challenges that we face as a community, um, we, we just had a city council meeting last night, and one of our biggest concerns, and one thing that we is brought up frequently in our community, is is the the solid waste that's produced now. Of course, as you well know, everything that we buy is throwaway. Yeah. And and we contract just like the rest of Washington County does with the solid waste district to provide a service for trash pickup. We also have a small dump dump station that's just outside of town here. And and that is that is an ongoing challenge within the county and within our community as well. Is what do we do with the with the trash with the throwaways that we have? Um, that's that's one of our main ongoing concerns that we have here in in enterprises. What to do with that and how do we keep it clean and how do we keep our community looking good that way? As far as as far as suicides, I take that very seriously. Um, has it affected our community? You bet it has. Are we concerned about it? You bet we are. And and I will do personally whatever I can when parents have that situation to help them through that. As a city, we are concerned about that. As a government entity, we understand that that's the the role that people play individually to help each other get through those kinds of situations. Mm, well said. Yeah, for sure. Um, the, the, uh, one of our state senators, actually he's not Senator, uh, representative Chris Stewart, uh, is on the forefront of trying to get a suicide hotline put together. Uh, again, you know, the, the, is he crossing the lines of trying to make that a government issue? I'm not sure that he is, um, that, that I, I'm not going to criticize him for doing something that's going to help protect our youth. Mm-hmm. In that regard, when it comes to giving them options, if it's mandated, if that's where I get to where there's a, a challenge with it. But having options available, having options available for particularly for our youth when they are struggling and they they have no place to turn. As you well know, social media is a is a challenging thing for our youth as it's as it's becoming more and more a part of everybody's life. Yeah. I don't know where that I don't know where that balance is because I'm not directly related to it. 
when it comes to helping our youth and providing avenues for them, I'm not opposed to how people are doing that. It's the mandates and it's the government overreach to control people that bother me. Yeah, good good point. And I, I think I misspoke a little bit. He, there is a suicide hotline already. He's trying to make it simpler. I think it's going to be like 988, like the 911. It's going to be like 988 or something like that so that if somebody's in crisis, uh, they can quickly and easily access that. Of course, it, it takes time, but uh, I know that he's actually got it approved. It's a matter of now trying to implement it, and, uh, and that's a good thing. I, I don't know if you've been touched. I know I've been touched in my life with suicide uh, with members of my family, and it's 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 a traumatic thing because, it, like like uh, actually, one of the county commissioners said to me, it's a permanent permanent solution to a temporary problem. And and I agree with that one hundred percent. And has it affected me personally? You bet it has. Has have I seen it close around me? Absolutely. And and to a certain degree, nine one one. When we call nine one one, that's the emergency number that everybody knows. And when you call nine one one, if you've ever been on the end of the phone that's dialing that number. You want every resource that's available to you yeah, to yeah. come and help you if you're in that situation. And, and for a lot of people, they don't, they don't want to incur somebody else's problem. They, they don't want to share their problems with somebody else. And that suicide situation is a, is a real thing. It, it happens. It happens with a lot of times without parents and without, you know, without guardians even knowing that it's even being considered in, in kids' lives. So having avenues for them to be able to reach out to somebody who understands what they'd be going through, I agree with 100%. Yeah, well said. We're down to about 90 seconds. Uh, anything coming up in Enterprise that we need to be aware of that uh, you, you wanted to mention before I let you go, Brandon? Springtime. Springtime's coming here, <laughs> and we hope, some more, we hope some more moisture gets here. We, uh, we started off December, our water year, in a real good, in a real good way for did, our irrigation yeah. and for our, for our ranchers in the area. Started off really good, and, it, and the month of January has been absolutely uh, zero. Um, and so we hope that with spring comes, that, uh, comes the moisture that we need to get us through and, and the warm weather. And, and, of course, new life's coming. We've got calves on the ground. We've got animals being hatched right and left, and that's the time of year we really love. I just glanced at the ten-day forecast. No moisture in the forecast, Brandon. Sorry about that. Maybe we can maybe we can do something well, about that. Pray, maybe. Yeah, yeah. If you if you have the if you have the ability to do that, we need to become closer than what we are. <laughs> All right. He's Brandon Humphreys, the mayor of Enterprise City, just up the road, about forty miles from St. George, and a wonderful place to hang out. Actually, a pretty wonderful place to live, right, Brandon? Absolutely. (laughs) Thanks for coming on today. I really appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, Andy. We'll talk to you later. 9.59 on KDXU. That was Brandon Humphreys. I'm Andy Griffin. I'll be here tomorrow. We expect you to call. Get your phone fingers all ready to dial in. It's Open Line Friday on the Andy Griffin Show tomorrow at 9 o'clock. We will talk to you then.